Well, hello, internet friends. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we just celebrate the the greatness that is Parks and Recreation. We watch an episode, and then we talk about it. And by we, I mean myself, Jason, and my friend Jeremy, all the way across town, joined together by the power of the internet. Say hello, Jeremy. Hello. How are you today? I am well. I am well. I'm, I'm excited for this episode. Uh, how are you doing? Man, I feel like the world is our oyster, which I never understood. But I just think there's so much good stuff in this episode that it's like a pearl inside a pile of snot. Well, that's, I always thought like that's a weird, weird way to describe the world, like just all slimy and stuff. So yeah, the, the pearl. I always forgot about encased, the pearl. Encased in a shell yeah. down at the bottom of the ocean. And what about people who are allergic to shellfish? Like the world is your oyster. Like I, I don't. Well, <laughs> that would be terrible for them if the world was an oyster. Yeah, yeah. You know what is really upsetting is like you can just find oysters on the beach. Like if the tide is low, you just pick them up. They look like rocks, right? Yeah. And like you find a ro- oyster, and every time I think about this, I kind of get grossed out. The first person. <laughs> To eat an oyster. Uh huh. First of all, they're like, I'm going to try to eat this rock. <laughs> Dumb. And then they're like, wait, there's a hole in this rock. Let me open it. And then they look inside there and there is just a pile of gooeyness. And like, I'm going to try to eat this gooey rock. <laughs> it's different than all the other rocks. There's some goo in it. That's why they call them gooey ducks. You think that is it? Why? I, I have no idea. Because <laughs> they don't look anything like ducks. <laughs> they don't, but they are gooey. They're really gross. I don't. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. The world is our oyster and uh-huh. uh, there's a pearl inside of it. It's uh, it's called season three, episode 12, Eagleton. <laughs> Transition. And it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, today uh, we are going to get to know the citizens of Eagleton a little better. A couple episodes, a uh, couple. Uh, was it in season two? Yes. Season two during Kaboom. We heard reference of a town called Eagleton. And uh, but we had not yet been to Eagleton today. We go. It was, it was supposedly two towns over. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's right next door. We'll find out all of this stuff. There's some continuity errors. And so I understand, listener, if you just want to drop off right after this episode because of it's like this isn't believable anymore, then I'm with you. Um, but let me give you a, a synopsis and then we'll jump into the play by play. Eagleton builds a fence in a shared park between their two cities and we find out when ron's birthday is how's that for a synopsis perfect yeah all right those are really the two plot lines of this episode there's an a plot and a b plot that's it it's a simple one uh but it is good it's a good episode so far Agreed. I, i i know i say that about almost every episode but this one is is great and it starts with Monday, black screen, Monday. And <laughs> I love so, those. I, I just love those because it's like, oh, this is going to be like an ongoing, you know, continuous thing. So, which is always fun. It's like, how is this going to go link together in flashbacks and stuff? If yeah. there are any, I love, I, I just love this uh, vehicle for telling story. Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, I always think it's going to be much more intense than it is. <laughs> right. Like, because it's like, oh, whoa, I need to know when this happened. I better pay close attention. To what's going on and it, it doesn't really matter <laughs> it's only it's only four days that for this whole episode right so 
Um, so Monday, Leslie comes into Ron's office and starts chatting with him about all kinds of stuff. And then eventually reveals that she knows it's Ron's birthday on Friday. And, uh, Ron is very upset about this because he doesn't believe anybody should know private information about them. Like when their birthday is, um, (laughs) he's gone so far as to redact all of the government documents that would say anything about his birthday. Um, and, uh, so Leslie has spent three years. She tells us three years investigating Ron's birthday. It's because birthdays are are a scam. They were invented by Hallmark to sell cards. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Such nobody, a funny joke. <laughs> nobody was born <laughs> on a specific day until nope. Hallmark, Hallmark. Hallmark companies come, came along and said, hey, you guys, let's let's convince everybody that this matters. Man, if they'll buy a card for when you're born, they'll buy a card for anything. And it's proved to be true. Yeah. Hallmark sells a lot of cards. Now, so do you think, not not that I'm going off the rails already, because heaven forbid. That's not but how we go. We started off the rails. I started talking about oysters and ducks. Exactly. <laughs> Have you noticed, I, I didn't know this growing up, but my kids are very into the whole, today is something, something day. Like today is National Pan- World Pancake Day. Mm-hmm. Or and now, and now we have days like there's like four things happening on the same day of which I've never heard. Like it's inchworm day or rake your yard day. I, I don't know. It's and so are they trying just to see which ones gain traction so that then they can make cards? Like what? Wh- why? Why now? Why? Why do we have days for everything now? Why can't it just be Tuesday? I'm just I saying. Think, I think it comes down to uh, fundamentally, we have too much free time. And not enough meaning in our lives. So do we need like a national free time day just to kind of sit and think about how much time we have? Yeah. And then put all of those dumb holidays in that national free time hour is where you can think about all the stuff that has its own day. That's not actually a holiday. Yeah. So, except, for, except for national Slurpee day. Cause that's, that's a treasure. Well, that makes sense. Cause it's yeah. on seven 11. I don't, I don't know how much more obvious it could be. Like this would be the day for a Slurpee day it would be on July 11th, 7-Eleven. They're right. from 7-Eleven. And now, it's hot and it's icy. I mean, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Now, if AMPM wanted to have a national slushy day, that would make sense for any day because their hours are AM and PM. It's not narrowed down to a specific day. So it'd be much more difficult for AMPM to pull something off like that, but they could do any day. They could choose. Yeah. Like it could be the opposite of the year. So it could be in uh January eleventh, National AMPM slushy day. Sure. So then you have a you know, every six months you get a free a free uh slushy, which is this very is, important. This is why you need this is why you need that day off to think of all this through. I'm just saying like mm-hmm. you, yeah. you really start to anyway, anyway, but I just I, I was just that- curious. I think yesterday was National Deep Dish Pizza Day. And I think that deserves its day. Yeah. So, yeah, my wife made pizza yesterday. Uh, okay. You know, as, as our family tradition for the day that we knew about it, uh, we uh, <laughs> we eat pizza on that day. So, yeah. Why are we talking about this? Oh, birthdays. Um, yeah. So, the, Leslie found out that it was Ron's birthday through a well-placed bribe to a gentleman at Baskin and Robbins where she found out when his birthday is. I don't know. There's a lot of questions that come up from this. First of all, did Leslie follow Ron to Baskin and Robbins? 
Or was Could Leslie be. just at Baskin and Robbins and asking? Which leads to another question. Did Leslie go to every restaurant or you know place of business in Pawnee that has any kind of birthday club and say, do you know Ron Swanson? <laughs> well, she I, she may have followed. I mean, she said she put in three years of investigating. So, you know, it, it deserves its own episode. But yeah, I, I would say that she just, she knew that Ron liked ice cream somehow. And then it was like, put put it together. I don't know. Mm, yeah, interesting. I don't Yeah, somehow she she's, found this she, out. She bribed the person. That yeah. is true. She bribed the person to tell her when his birthday is um, and what kind of ice cream he liked. Which is rum raisin, oh, which sounds awful. Yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever had it. So when I go, uh, it just means like I don't, I don't want to have had it. <laughs> I don't want to it. Um, yeah, I uh, like I like raisins, and I've had rum flavored things before. It's fine, but I don't think I would want a rum and a raisin combined in ice cream. I don't know. I don't know. There's a uh, place down by Edmonds Ferry. Mm-hmm. They have an ice cream shop there, the little cafe, sh- co- cafe, cafe mm-hmm. shop, cafe. They have ice cream in there. And one time they had a uh, a whiskey flavored praline ice cream. Mm-hmm. It, it was quite good. Oh, okay. That was <laughs> not the turn. That's not, that's not the turn I thought that was that was going. Well, it was good. That's all I got to say. So, uh, yeah. So Leslie is like. I'm going to throw the biggest party for you. It's going to be a rager. It's going to be amazing. Get ready. It's going to be, I go off the hook. Uh, and Ron is upset because he doesn't like loud noises or people making a fuss about anything. And so that sets up the whole episode with Ron and his paranoia around birthdays. So credits happen. And then it comes in, Tom coming into the office and says, well, they did it. They put up a fence and everybody's in the office uh, right now all in the parks department office, which Ben, I think is really uh, stretching his job here. He's spending way too much time (laughs) in the parks office when he is assistant city manager. Like he should be with all the different departments, but you know, he, the heart wants what the heart wants. And right now it's to not do his actual job uh, and to just hang out with the parks people. And uh, so they're like, what happened? They put up a fence overnight. (laughs) So that little detail I wrote down overnight, like they, they built a fence in the dark. I guess that's true. Yeah. To, to keep the Pawneeans out of their Eagleton side of a shared, a shared park. So they, they built a fence along the park lines, which, which along the city line, which also we'll later find out is a, about, you know, it's like a, an ovular shape, kind of like a baseball field, <laughs> a very Ooh. convenient uh, city line. So. Um, is, o- is ovular a word? I don't ovular know. Oh, that's fine. I, know I don't know. Ovular I, I, is. I, I thought I thought I was going to learn something new there, so it's fine. Ovoid? How's that? Oh, no, I, av- I avoid oh. that word. <laughs> also works. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so now they're they're upset, and we learn like who would do something like this. And Leslie says Lindsay Carlisle Shay. Oh, and they used to be best friends. They used to work together in the parks department at Pawnee, and. Uh, and she abandoned them. We'll learn more about how and why that all happened as the show progresses. And everybody's talking about how mean Eagleton is and how awful they are. Uh, Tom says they're straight up mean to us, but it's the only place that he can get his Bumble and Bumble skincare stuff. So he goes there every eight days. 
Uh, so <laughs> it was it was hair care, which sorry, I mean I'm not trying to be that guy, but it's just really funny because it's like that's so much hair product to use. Yeah, every eight days. Yeah, every eight days. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Donna has a, an opinion too. She says Eagleton is a bunch of rich snobs. And that's coming from someone who has a Mercedes with a Harman Kardon Logic 7 surround sound system. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Donna, <laughs> you showed them. Uh, so they are uh, upset and Leslie's going to solve this and we'll find out she's going to solve this by first going to have a town forum, which is, of course, the best way to do this. Um, and while while she's leaving, she gives Leslie a, or she gives April a list of things to do uh, in preparation for Ron's party, um, which is you know, causing great angst in Ron he says, Leslie has a lot of terrible characteristics. The worst is how thoughtful she is. <laughs> yes. So I love Ron. Uh, so they go to the town forum and they have some solutions and some ideas. Uh, my favorite is uh, set it ablaze and uh, just burn it down. <laughs> and uh, the guy who plays the arsonist, Gary is his name. Uh, yeah. Character's name. He is Bruce Green. And uh, I don't want to be like mean, but the way they cast uh, Gary, like he looks like a guy who would like to burn things for fun. (laughs) Right. Like, I don't think that's being mean. I mean, they cast him for a reason. Yeah, he he has a very unique look. (laughs) That's I mean, man, what a good what a good job. So uh, the other idea is provided by a guy named Pearl uh, in, the, in the show is, is cast is Pearl. Mike Scully, he's his suggestion is to build a fence around their fence. <laughs> so then if any Eagleton people need to get something, they have to go across our fence. And so he's his his theory is like, you know, turnabout is fair play, but they would have to build on the Eagleton side of the fence to build a fence around a fence. And how are they going to get the permit to build that side of the fence? So but if they do it at night, they don't yeah. need a permit, I guess. I guess. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, these are not great ideas. Um, so uh, then a mom stands up and says, this is my son, Joey. He hurt his arm uh, trying to get a ball that he hit over the fence. We've got to bring this, this fence down. And then Leslie makes the declaration. I will tear this fence down. It's very... <laughs> Very uh, Ronald Reagan esque, and uh, yeah, so it's going on. It's happening while this town forum is happening. April is in the office on the phone, calling a party supply store. I guess asking about their inflatable saxophones and uh, fedoras, <laughs> neon fedoras. Yeah, and you know, listener, you know, Ron is Duke Silver, and the only other person in the whole office who knows this is april and tom yeah tom also knows that uh ron is duke silver and so april is make leslie doesn't know to ask april for these things and so that should be an indicator for us as a listener if we're or as a viewer if we're paying attention like april is purely just messing with ron right which is great because I think uh, on the list, uh, like I'm sure she said, call for balloons and you know things that make it sound like it's going to be a big party. And April doesn't even know what it's for. It's just literally to mess with Ron. And so as she's doing that, she, yeah, she's riffing and trying to like, oh, if I'm going to get balloons, they might as well be saxophone shaped because because right. <laughs> that'll make him worried. 
Which it's I would great. love to see like a uh, not uh, I don't want a mylar balloon like a mylar saxophone balloon, but like a latex saxophone balloon. That'd be <laughs> awesome if they could do that. Why not mylar? Because it'd be uh, shiny. It's a, it's it'd a be... little too on the nose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or or now this would be really cool if you get a balloon artist who can like shape the balloons into a saxophone with like valves and everything. That'd be cool. <laughs> and it actually worked. And so, why, why don't, why don't <laughs> they just hang down? Because it brings joy and that's the purpose. So it totally works. <laughs> just hang saxophones from the ceiling. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're garbage instruments. Why not? Um, just kidding. The saxophone is great. Uh, and Ron comes out and he hangs up the phone. He's like, what are you doing? Is this a work call? He says, I, April's response, I would never make a work-related call. You know that. <laughs> right. It's personal. <laughs> uh, and so then they come back from town forum and Lindsay comes and she says all kinds of snooty things to them. And April wants to kill Lindsay. You can see. Um, so she, uh, yeah, she's holding up her scissors as they go out to the, for- <laughs> out to the, uh, to the courtyard. Cause it's more beautiful out there, but it's not this dirty alleyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, and so they're talking and Leslie's like, Leslie wants to bring the fence down and Lindsay, she's like, a park should be open for everybody. And Lindsay says, you know, what's better than that is a private park. It's not, <laughs> not open to everybody. And I live in a neighborhood, not to brag. Um, but down the road from my neighborhood is a, uh, the nicer houses and it has an HOA and it has a private park that says this park is only for residents of this, like this block. And it drives me nuts. It's not even that nice of a park. I would never want to take my kids to play there, but just the idea that a park is not available for other children. It makes me upset. I'm already feeling it. (laughs) And that just makes you want to go play at the park, even though you don't want to. It's like, we will play. We'll play in this park. You know how I show them what's up? It's also that park is on my dog walking route. <laughs> oh, man. And I put my dog's poop in their garbage can. That'll show them. Because after, it's right uh, by the entrance to the park. After after you politely clean up after your dog responsibly. Well, Maggie poops like a mile away from there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're really. But it's the only garbage can on the way. <laughs> so if only they knew. Yeah. My, my dog, I could throw it away in anybody's garbage can if I would just be close enough to their garbage cans. But they put their garbage can right by the side of the street. That's like why they have so many pools. youth, like, you know, having poop battles. Oh, so gross. <laughs> that is so gross. Uh, yeah, especially, I mean, oh, I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then they go to Eagleton for a public forum and they're, their forums are amazing. And Leslie is talking about, uh, yeah, sure. The air here smells like vanilla because of the cupcake factory. And, and Ben is like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> like, has that moment of realization. Um, and she says Eagleton was founded by former Pawneeans who, because of the smell of Pawnee, moved up the hill and took all the money and jobs with them. Um, and Leslie, we also find out Leslie could have had Lindsay's job mm-hmm. uh, at this point. And it's like, wow, why, why would Leslie stay? Why wouldn't she take this great opportunity in this great town? And so we learn more about that later on. Um, back to the office, April, 
asks Ron about street parking at his house. Uh, could it <laughs> could it handle a double decker bus? <laughs> and Ron's response is, "My house isn't on a street," <laughs> which sounds like it could that could be true. Sure. Like, if Ron, if there's anybody who would buy land and not want to put a road to it, it would be Ron. Like he he has parks. The, the traps leading up to his house. Right. Yeah. Because later we're going to see that he does have a cabin. He has multiple cabins. <laughs> right. uh, and one of those cabins he's trying to se- he'll try to sell later. And he is, has to remove all the traps and doesn't understand why anybody would want would want him to do that. <laughs> so because they're <laughs> yeah. not psychos. Um, yeah. And then he, she also asks if his property could handle a circus tent. <laughs> and while this is happening, Anne comes in to the parks department where she does not work with a whole bunch of balloons. And uh, Ron goes out and starts popping all of the balloons. And he's like, ha ha, I'm showing you. And, uh, and she says, these were for a sick child at the hospital. <laughs> so... <laughs> that, that, okay that that just reminded me of a story real quick when i mm-hmm. when i was younger i went to a summer camp and we you kind of got grouped in with your like they, they put you in these groups and so we always had to eat our our meals together in these groups and uh it was like it was later in the week and it was it was uh, like ham night and they had really I don't know, for whatever reason, that really good ham. And um, I, I went to go clear my my place at the table because all the ham was gone. And I, I uh, it was like this thin sliced, like honey baked ham style stuff. Anyway, and I, I came as I, I put my dishes back. And as I came back to the table, I saw one last piece of ham on the platter. And I grabbed it. And I just, I just, no, no fork, nothing. I just started eating it. And, uh, and I was like, yes, I got the last piece of ham. And because it was the other end of the table. And that's when I looked up and I realized that it was not my group. It was not my table. I stole another <laughs> table piece of ham. And they were just all, all like 15 of them were looking up at me like, who are you? Why did you just steal our ham? <laughs> wow. Wow. I was, I was the ham guy. <laughs> I was the hamburglar, I guess. Uh, oh, man. Jeremy, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I, thank you. I find that story to be delightful <laughs> for so many reasons. <laughs> Ham is not worth stealing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. It, it, was, it was the last piece. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought like the last piece just at your table. Yeah. But, I thought it was gone. I was excited. So I, it, funny. It was, it was really, you know, I was a growing boy. I it was like, yes, ham. No. Which camp was this? Uh, Pleasant Valley. It was out by Morton, Morton, mm. Washington, in the shadow of Mount Rainier. I know where Morton is. Yeah, I know where Morton is. I I smuggled a a a, <laughs> uh, a hotel waffle for you. Yes, <laughs> in, at Morton oh, Motel Six. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because I was the hobo living on the field. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, they don't, we're just going down personal. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I get where Ron's like, Ron's like, this, these balloons, it's, it's all about me in this moment. And you, mm-hmm. you just react and you do things without really thinking that it might not be yours. It might, those might not be balloons for you. Don't, well, pop, don't pop them. You know what, though? I, I think this whole thing, this is on Anne. She does not work here. <laughs> don't, she, this is Anne's fault. She did not buy those balloons at City Hall. So she, <laughs> Got balloons, put them in her car, <laughs> right. took them out of her car to bring them into a, an office building in which she does not work, 
which are all not on like that's not the hospital. She could have left those balloons in the car unless, you know, there's such a huge balloon theft ring happening in Pawnee that like if you leave it in the car, somebody will steal your balloons, which I don't think is happening. It's not like a CD face, CD player face that you got to take out of your car so that the, uh, the the hoodlums in your neighborhood don't steal it. Like, no, it's this is all Anne's fault. She could have left them in her car. I love it. I love the logic there. Yeah, but it is funnier to have them in there for Ron to pump pop them. So like as a as a comedy show definitely gives you some some things to laugh about. But at the same time, it's like there doesn't there's no logic for her to bring these into the into the office right. in which she doesn't work. So, yeah, drives me nuts. And <laughs> so many bad ideas. And and then so Ron asks her about. uh, her, Like, I'm going to jump down to just this next thing with her and then we'll go back to Eagleton. But she asks her about Leslie's birthday plans and Anne talks about how like they went to this Mexican restaurant with this big sombrero and everybody came out and sang to her. And then they went back to her house and she had invited everybody that Anne knows. And a fun fact here. Ron didn't know about this party, so he wasn't invited. Um, <laughs> right. But again, that's one of those things where Leslie knows Ron wouldn't want to go. And so, um, yeah, so everything she says about her party sounds like Ron's personal hell. Right. But then also it is it was the week before her actual birthday, so she didn't even know when it was going to be. <laughs> you know, it was like all of this stuff, like Leslie went over and and above any kind of expectation for a birthday party. And it was awesome. And, it was, and, and loved it. And Ron just like size like <laughs> when as she's telling all these things it's so great um so go back to eagleton and the, they're starting the town forum and people stand up and say hello my name is citizen of eagleton and everybody applauds for each other yes <laughs> which is amazing <laughs> uh having been to city meetings that will never happen um i just love it. it's such in stark contrast to to pawnees where people get up and start chants about yelling sa- at sandwiches yes yeah. yes ham and mayonnaise sandwich <laughs> <laughs> except for the dog or whatever ah oh, sprinkles yeah it would have been much better if i remembered it the first time except for sprinkles <laughs> except for sprinkles yeah um yeah so they get up and say like look why don't we just let this one of the people is like, why don't we let the fence be assigned to Pawnee that they should try harder? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so Leslie's giving the speech and like getting these questions. And then finally, she's like, I want to introduce you to Joey, everybody. And Joey waved to everyone. But you can't because you broke your arm. <laughs> he's like, I can wave with this arm. No, you can't. Both arms are broken. <laughs> uh, and it's just not going well for Leslie. And she's upset. And then Les- Lindsay comes up and says, thank you to Leslie Nope. Isn't she trying her hardest? <laughs> The most condescending thing. Isn't she trying her hardest? Which we got to say, this is this is Parker Posey, by the way, who's mm-hmm. uh, amazingly funny. I, th- I think she's a very funny person. Yeah. So. She's great in this episode, too. Even yeah. when she comes into the forum, uh, they're like, she's dressed like she came from the stables. And Le- Lindsay asks, like, nice outfit. Or Leslie asks, nice outfit. Did you just come from the stables? And she says, yes. <laughs> like it was I a did. burn. But then I was like, oh, no. Because Pawnee Park Department has stables. Like that's how much money Pawnee or Eagleton has. Like they right. have stables. They have all these things that they can afford that Leslie and the Pawnee team will never be able to afford. Um, and so it's it's not good. It's bad. And so they're and ready to, <laughs> right. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say. And during this time too, I had my notes. Like Tom is over. Like they have a crepe bar. Yeah. And so he's he's just getting all these different kinds of crepes. So I just that was that was really funny too. Like their yeah. public forum, totally different. Yeah. Instead of like. 
needing to have public forums like Pawnee, the Eagleton hosts public forums. We welcome you. It's a gala. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best things. Um, and the, uh, yeah, so when Tom is talking about his crepe, he's like, uh, this time I'll try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's had several of these and then she's, Leslie comes and is like, let's go. And and then she looks over and she's bent. She's a Ben's over there. He's like you too. And he's like eating. And he's like, these are gross. <laughs> yeah. So not this is gross. These are gross. These are gross. <laughs> so he's also had multiple crepes. Uh, so, and then uh, there's also a public forum gift bag, which right. has an iPod touch and a, a soy candle. Uh, and yeah, so Tom is just loving Eagleton. It's everything he wants uh, in the world. So cut back to the office. Ron asks Chris to send Leslie and April away uh, to on a trip or a conference and to freeze their bank accounts <laughs> to prevent any kind of birthday shenanigans. Um, and when Ron tells Chris that it's his birthday, Chris kisses him directly on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear this was part of Leslie's like plot because he has to go to all these people like Anne didn't know it was his birthday. He had to tell Anne. And yep. now he tells Chris. So his the fact that his birthday is getting out is making him now everyone knows when his birthday is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and she great. hasn't done she hasn't done anything. <laughs> no. She's she's a pretty uh conniving little person. Yeah, so, she should be in, in government. Yeah. So uh yeah, so Ron is like at this point basically just giving up and he's gonna yeah. decide that he's going to uh he can't go home because Leslie might have throwing something at her house at his house that's just what she wants so he's gonna sleep in the office <laughs> like he won't <laughs> go home uh which is great so then i think it may be the next day leslie and the gang decide that they're going to show eagleton what's up by throwing their pawnee garbage over the fence <laughs> <laughs> and uh then um L- Lindsay comes over and like what are you doing and like we're going to show you what we think of you by throwing this garbage over the fence and she's holding uh waffles from jj's and Leslie's like, listen, you know how great this town is. Why would you come over here if you didn't and get these? Except you know how good those waffles are. It's like these waffles make great dog laxatives. And that's that's what finally pushes Leslie over the edge as she's going to feed these waffles to this dog. And so they get in a fight uh, and they throw each other into the garbage and uh, it's not good. Um, oh, I've jumped over something, too, though. Tom was going to tell Leslie off and he tells her off by asking (laughs) her to let it Lindsay off. Yeah. Tells her off by asking her to say, if you know of any job opportunities, let me know about it. Take this resume and shove it into your human resources slot. (laughs) And Andy loves that. (laughs) Yeah. Shove it there. (laughs) Which is great. Which then leads to the garbage fight. Uh, The police, uh, the Pawnee police come. And uh, so we're talking to the, the uh, chief Trumple. And then uh, as that's happening, the, uh, the Eagleton police come on segways. <laughs> it was like, well, is there seem to be any problem here? Um, and so Trumple's like, you got to both apologize or else we're going to take you both to jail. And they refuse to apologize. So they go to jail and Pawnee jail. Lindsay's put in jail and it looks rough. We've seen the Pawnee jail before because mm-hmm. Ron was in jail. Um, but then uh, the Eagle Holt, Eagleton holding cell is really nice. It's like a spa. Yeah. And the guy's like, is there anything I can get for you before I lock you in here? (laughs) So it's like the the walls are lavender or, you know, just this nice. Yeah. It's a very, very nice way to be imprisoned. Um, And uh, so 
Cut to the next day. Ron is sleeping in the office to avoid any possible surprises. And uh, Ron comes in or Andy comes in and talks to him. And uh, and uh, <laughs> Ron starts like, what is Leslie doing for my birthday? He's like, I can't tell you anything. She swore me to secrecy. Uh, but because I love you like a dad who's not that much older than me, maybe more like a young uncle or, <laughs> you know what? A camp counselor, but it's cool because we're you're, we're adults, so we hang out. Or you're my get, lacrosse coach. <laughs> I get it, son. <laughs> uh, but then he's like, I can't tell you anything. Um, besides, Leslie would be so mad at me because she assigned me to kidnapping duty. And then he and he's like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. And he walks away. Uh, which is which is exactly what she wanted him to say. Right. Yeah. I I need you to not be able to keep this secret. And so yeah. Leslie is is brilliant. So. Um, so yeah, so then Anne comes to get Leslie from jail and Leslie's wait, wait, wearing wait, a on. nice blanket. <laughs> yes. yes. But, but the opening shot for the Eagleton jail is there's a windmill out front. Right. <laughs> and it just cracked me up because <laughs> their, their, their jail is so nice. Just, it has a, a beautiful windmill out front. Yeah, it is. You know, it's a posh jail. It's yeah. a posh jail. So, uh, Anne comes to get Leslie from jail and, uh, this is where April or Leslie says, I could have had that job five years ago, but we both decided we were going to stay in Pawnee. And then Lindsay took the job and disappeared and never came back. Uh, and I was like, well, if you ever need me to, I'll beat her with a bat. <laughs> so they're like best friends. Um, so they're like, they're ready to go. And then Anne's like, can we stop by the gift shop? The prison gift bags are amazing. <laughs> I love what Anne said there too, to Leslie is that, you know, she also said like the reasons why, like she, she escalated. She allowed Leslie to get back to a frame of mind where she could think this through because mm -hmm. of the one thing when she said like, Oh, you, you, you turned this job down. That's the only reason why she got it. They offered it to you first and she has to live with that for the rest of her life, which has to eat her up. Right. And it was like, Oh, that's a really good piece of advice. And I think that allowed the, Leslie to kind of turn the corner on the whole thing in, in my mind. Cause you know, it wasn't this war necessarily. It's like, Oh yeah, I won five years ago. I don't know. Oh, that was yeah. good. Yeah. That's a, that's good. I think also, uh, Anne <clears throat> is full of great ideas. And uh, from this conversation, Leslie also gets inspiration to take this fence of broken relationship and turn it into a, a wall of possibility. Yeah, like a field of dreams almost. 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 There's, there are definitely fewer ghosts that we can <laughs> interact with. 100% less Ray Liotas. Which I think, <clears throat> if you really want to take this episode up a notch... I mean, Ray Liotta just in the crowd would have been awesome. <laughs> and then he just disappears into the wall. <laughs> yeah. Man, if, if only I knew somebody who knew how to do video editing <laughs> and like special effects. Like the Homer Simpson um, meme where he just goes back into the, <laughs> yes. into the hedge. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So what does Leslie do? Well, she uh, goes and uh, overnight they paint the 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 wall green and they create the Pawnee wiffle, wiffle ball league. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so exciting. And Andy keeps rooting for the other team because they're <laughs> like hitting all of April's pitches, which is funny. Um, she's like, stop cheer cheering for them. It's like, they're just lighting you up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so Lindsay comes like, what is this? You did this overnight. She's like, yeah, I work with a lot of great people. And like, what if you get a home run? And like one of the Eagleton kids who signed up for our league, so we'll good. just have to hop over there and get it. And so, yeah. So like Leslie is creating a thing overnight, which they already have jerseys and stuff. I like the timeline is troubling unless Leslie made all the jerseys herself, which 
we know <laughs> she, she can do. Um, and right, so, and, and she somehow managed to get sponsorship from Sweetums. Yeah, real fast. Everything happened real fast for Leslie, but I'm sure uh, you know she knows how to pull the strings of the city to make it happen. And there's a uh, double burn in here too because she goes, you know, we never could have afforded this high quality wood <laughs> for the for the outfield fence, right? It's yeah, like you you gave it to us. See, yeah. That's yeah, great. Thank, thank you, Eagleton, for giving right. us this thing that is bringing all these kids joy. <laughs> you can go have your dressage, your horse dancing or whatever. We're going to actually do fun things in parks, which kids want to do, um, which is great. Again, and this is where we see that this city line in the in the park creates an, a perfectly like half circle, you know, for the, bas- the for the, the back wall of the wiffle ball field. Yeah, Which I think is it's great. O- ovioid is the o- is the term. O- ovulation. Um, uh, nope. No. Okay. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. So that's a great little uh, great little moment of comeuppance where Leslie takes the frustrations and she's able to uh, turn it into something. And her inspiration was when her best friend Anne said she wanted to beat your face in with a baseball bat. <laughs> so, that and, yet, was... and yet at the end of the scene, um, well, almost at the end of the scene, she says, "Like, do you want to go? You know, what are you doing? Do you want to go to Sullivan's and get a beer or something and talk?" So, you know, I, I just like the fact that Leslie is, doesn't stay. Like, they could have just ended it with "Haha, we got you," um, and we're going to be happy with what we have. But then she's like, "Hey, we used to be friends. You know, we fixed our side. You know, you guys are going to do your thing, but you know, let's be humans." Which I, yeah. you know, it just makes Leslie not vindictive which is great there is a little bit of vindictiveness in the show because earlier in the episode and we didn't talk about this leslie has an incriminating photo of Lindsay, (laughs) yes uh wearing a jazz sweatshirt um and before she uh, she got her septum uh (laughs) yes so before she got her work done uh she uh, was wearing this jazz sweatshirt and and even at this last moment was like do you want to go to sullivan's and get your jazz sweatshirt and we can have a, a beer and she's like, I still have that sweatshirt. It's like, I know. Lizzie's like, I know. <laughs> so she still knows, like, I know where you came from, Lindsay. Right. Um, and then still uh, Jenny from the block. Is that a thing? Did kids say that anymore? No. Right. I don't. I don't. No, they don't. Okay. I'll ask my kids. Do you know who Jenny from the block is? <laughs> I'm like, who? <laughs> Which block? Were the, was it the same block that the new kids came from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Someone. Um, and uh, so then at. Towards the end of the episode here, Leslie comes into the office and Ron is completely disheveled. And he's like, she says, Ron, Chris wants us to go to a meeting in conference room C. And it's late. And uh, so he's like, fine, whatever. And they go. And Leslie. Let's get this over with. A a steak dinner. Scotch, bacon, potatoes, steak. And she's rented (laughs) Bridge Over the River Kwai and the Dirty Dozen. She has a security guard outside to make sure nobody bothers Ron. This is Ron's dream birthday. He's by himself watching war movies, um, which is which sounds pretty great. And uh, she says, what about all the big things that you did? Like Anne told told you about it's like, well, that's an Ann Perkins party. That's not a Ron Swanson party. Um, and uh, then she says, do you remember why what you said to me when Eagleton came and offered me that job? He says, well, I think we I disagree with you, but I think we work well together and I respect you. Uh, and you're going to get a lot of job offers, but you only have one hometown. And I was like, man, Ron, so smart, so wise. Mm-hmm. And that's what kept her. That's what kept her there. Whoa. So pretty great. And then the credit scene is Ron just eating and watching Bridge over the River Kwai. 
Yeah, just eating meat and watching things explode. Yeah, have you seen that movie? Yes. So good. Yeah, that's a really very good film. So is The Dirty Dozen. Yeah, they're both like great, great movies. And Judah was like, I was watching this this morning uh, and uh, Ron, he, he didn't see the whole episode and he just came out and watched him and Ron eating and watching Bridge Over the River Quiet. And he was like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, uh, it's one of the best movies ever. So it's fine that we watched a little bit of it in this episode of television because <laughs> it's a great movie. So, well, and your son really likes trains. And so yeah, why yeah. would they do that to Thomas? <laughs> You said this is good. This is, yeah. Well, <laughs> Thomas gets dark after the Beetle Drummer leaves. <laughs> the Beetle Drummer? You don't even know his name? <laughs> Ringo. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think any of the other Beatles knew his name, so why should I? <laughs> Alec, there's an episode of 30 Rock where Alec Baldwin is talking about how he, uh, as a way to raise money during college, he read every word in the dictionary to get the perfect American accent. <laughs> and he's like, I have no control over what they do with that. And, and that and it's so annoying. And especially when I watch Thomas the train. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was a conductor. A narrator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So good. Um, I was at a thing this week where we uh, have pe- like people come up and drive, do drive up meals in our parking lot at the church. And a kid was in the backseat and they were talking. And so parents will ro- roll their windows down. And these are kids I don't know. I they just are like, there's a person out there. I want to say hi to them. I haven't seen people other than you parents for <laughs> for a year. So let me for say sure. hi to that person. Um, and so roll the window down and the kids are like super cute. And the son is wearing uh, Thomas the Train pajamas. I was like, oh, do you like Thomas the Train? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, and his mom, his mom's like, you're wearing Thomas the Train pajamas. He's like, no. I was like, okay. But, you know, you get 14 and you get kind of weird. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He was like, he was, <laughs> was like say, three years old. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, all in all, though, this is a great episode. It's super fun. I mean, it's not like the funniest one, but it is a uh, a good way to get us a picture of Eagleton. Again, yeah, it's the same thing. It's, yeah, it's one of those, not no pun intended, but, you know, it's kind of one of those bridge episodes where they have, you know, it really connects all of the things. To, yeah, I know that that it connects everything together and we get to see a bigger picture of, of the, the world and the relationships move forward a little bit more. Yeah. So, and they, yeah. yeah. And then I also like at the end there when, when Ron is kind of smiling while he's watching everything, blow up, he kind of has, there's this, like this little smile of contentment. And then I was like, in my head, I was like, Oh, is, is Leslie too thoughtful now, Ron? Is he, is she? Cause like she thought of all of the things that he really would like. And so yeah. when, when he said earlier, she's too thoughtful, it's like, yeah, do you want, you need that though. You need somebody to look out for you and give you, you know, good things. Yeah. I don't and know. Leslie will always look out for Ron because Ron in his own little way is always looking out for Leslie. Yeah. They are like, they are, re- he's right. They work really well together and he does respect her and he wants the best for Leslie. So and I just sent you a picture of Ben from this episode that I think really sums up Ben. So, <laughs> <laughs> what? That's his. That's his uh, little Sebastian. I don't understand yeah. face. He's just perplexed, and that's you know, listener. I won't include this in the show sheet. So <laughs> you're just gonna have to find it. It's on the IMDb page, and you're just gonna have to find a picture of Ben. Won't be hard. Um, so, yeah. There are 75 photos. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just noticing that now. Like they have seven, like they add photos from the episode. 
and there's 75 of them for this episode. Well, let's. why don't you read the caption for every single one? Do they all have captions? No, I don't know. I Yeah. Eagleton, Adam Scott and Aziz Asari in Parks and Recreation 2009. Was that the first one? Adam Scott, Amy Poehler, and Aziz Ansari at Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Parker Posey at Parks and Recreation. I don't think this is going to be as good as we thought it would be. That's not a good uh, feature for this show. But there's so. only one, one way to find out. <laughs> I'm um, going to read them all. <laughs> next episode, episode 13, is The Fight. And it's got a 8.9. So, fight. Yeah, that's where Tom invites everyone to the snake hole lounge. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, yes. Wasn't oh. Anne? Yeah. Yep. Yes, we Janet, 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 more Janet, Janet snake, snake hole. hole. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you said potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, I'm gonna have to watch this several times, probably. Yes, it's it's a very very good episode. Season three just keeps just getting better. Ron dancing. Oh I man, can't, can't wait. I'm oh, this uh, user review just as a heads up from Panda Monkey three one four six. Says the funniest episode ever. Each character becomes drunk and it's funny. Very funny. <laughs> Was this helpful to you? <laughs> oh, all five user reviews. Okay. 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 We should stop and I'm going to read these reviews on my own. Good. Hey. You're, well, this person gave it a 10 out of 10. Nice. Bren Bella, who we've talked about before. Not a listener to the show. Not yet. No Hale Zorp at the end. So. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, warning. Spoilers. Oh, what? John Ralphio raps like a god. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. K to the end to the OPE. She's the dopest little shorty in all of Pawnee, Indiana. <laughs> R to the O to the N. And I say Swanson got swagger on the size of Big Ben. Clock. Clock. <laughs> you got to stop on the rhyme. I, I know what I got to do. <laughs> I love John Ralphio. Oh my gosh. Spoiler. This, this thing, spoilers. 10 out of 10. John Ralphio raps like a god. Warning, spoilers. And he just gives the ra- the, the, the line. That's oh, the, the whole spoiler. The ra- <laughs> That's a pretty good spoiler. Anyway. Yeah. I just realized too, like we, we, we wait, we record a week, you know, every week. And so like right now I'm excited for next week, but the listener, if, if you just go to the next episode right now, you just get to hear, oh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of you. Well, I guess. there's nothing I keeping you from watching this whenever That's you true. want. Yeah. So I'm going to go yeah. do that then. All right. Oh, cool. I'll talk to you later. Bye.